Welcome everybody to the most dangerous game. Last time, the audience figured out the thing that the players already knew. The entire premise of the campaign is to kill a dragon. Jordan Archer, Jeremiah Bosco, Crane, Edwin Steiner, and Camilla Prince were all invited by one Rolgar Leeds to New York City to discuss getting paid $4 billion and also getting the title of Dragon Slayer in order to kill a dragon that uh, that he's managed to find. And for their own various reasons, which I don't think any of them are going for it for the money. I think that's all for personal reasons involving other stuff that they agree to just, yeah, we'll do it. And so they started making cursory preparations for it. So that's where we are and that's where we will pick up who wants to go first. So I wake up, brush my teeth, put on a little makeup. I don't actually know any of the lyrics to this song. Uh, and then you open Palm Slam VHS into the player. No, no, we did that gag a long time ago, Colin. <laughs> I did that gag a long time ago. That's classic gag. Never gets old. I'm going to make a phone call. All right. Who are you calling? I'm calling Rolgar Leeds. It rings for a little while and for a second you think it's about to go to voicemail and uh, he goes Rogar lead speaking oh good okay hi uh, oh I just realized I don't actually know how do you Mr. Leeds uh, Rogar Mr. Leeds will do Mr. Leeds I okay it's Jordan Archer number one I'm sure you probably already know that but it's in um, my phone already yes Okay, good. I need to know. You had mentioned that there are, like, dragon scholars. You mentioned preeminent dragon scholars thinking that you could nuke them and it would just slow them down for a little bit. I still contend that's fake. But regardless, I would like to talk to at least one of them just so I could get, like, a run down on some basic facts on them. Can you can you give me a name or a phone number or an address or anything? It's less that they are preeminent dragon scholars and more that it is uh, scientists trying to posit what is capable of, of such creatures from, you know, the one encounter that Earth has had with them in recent times. But yes, I can certainly give you uh, their names and and phone numbers. I won't give you their address. I, that's quite frankly a violation of trust. I don't want you to get into. Oh, I just meant if they had like an office or something they worked out of. Oh, well, sure. Um, so yeah, he'll give you some names. Chris Folger and uh, Paula Newwater. And presumably their phone numbers as well. Uh, yes, I'm not coming up with real ass phone numbers for these fake people. Five, five, five. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I will thank Rolgar, Mr. Leeds, and end the call. All right. And fuck it. I'll call the first one that you gave me, Chris Folger. 
Yeah, so he answers the phone and he goes, uh, Folger. Hi, uh, my name is Jordan Archer. I've been, um, let's say contracted, I guess, to hunt a dragon. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're aware uh, that we are not a funeral service. (laughs) I was given your name as like a scholar of sorts of dragonly matters. I was hoping I could either like either face to face if you're available or just over the phone ask you some questions about them. Yeah, I can, like, what time frame are you looking at? Because, like, if we can, if you want to do it now, I can just FaceTime you or something. Uh, yeah, sure. Now works great. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Let me get it set up. And then uh, he sets up a Skype call or not, not Skype, uh, either a Zoom call or FaceTime or something. It's been so long since anyone used Skype. Um, there are yeah, professional uh, companies that still use Skype to this day. Shh. It's been so that long sucks. since anyone They're used shutting Skype. down Skype. <laughs> Good. Anyway, uh, so he seems like a middle-aged man, um, sort of balding a little bit. Uh, he wears some thick-rimmed glasses. Uh, he's got a he's got a mustache that um, seems to has have a little bit of gray in it. And um, he says, "Okay, so I'm not exactly like a scholar. Uh, I I'm more of a." Um, of a biologist and after revelation day happened uh i took a real interest in like the biology of the other side and how they tend to work and so i've managed to uh get a contract with the u.s government and um they let me see what remains they had uh they did not have the skull for some reason but i mean they they had basically everything else that had fallen into the chesapeake bay so uh what did you want to know uh okay yeah you being a biologist is actually pretty exactly what i'm looking for so i just honestly at this point i'm just collecting basic facts you know how big are they on average um well from what I can tell from some documents I've been able to get and from the sample size that we got from the Chesapeake Bay, um, that one seemed to be about 700 feet. 700 feet sounds about right. Yeah. Long. Today, uh, to Colin th- doesn't know what the size no, things no, are. I know. I knew it. He was guesstimating. Um, so, so from like... From like snout, from the beginning of the snout to the end of the tail, it's seven hundred feet. Okay. Uh, do we have a, a weight guess on that? Oh, uh, see, here's the thing with magical creatures: it's kind of hard to tell because magic can sometimes make them heavier than they should be like with dwarves dwarves are much heavier than they should be for their height because of uh because of some magical stuff going on that um i haven't been able to quite figure out yet i need to get a i need to get some sort of wizard on retainer and uh see if they can help me with that um so 
a true weight guess would be impossible, but I'm guessing somewhere in the range of literal tons. Yeah, no fucking shit. It's about 50 pounds. It's weird. It's two <laughs> football fields long. They're actually entirely made out of balsa wood. Nobody knew this until now. <laughs> okay, literal tons. That's good because that leads into my next question. So, like, in all in all the media, I guess, uh, dragons can fly. Is that a thing we know for a fact? Can dragons fly? Uh, from what I can tell, yes. Uh, their wingspan is quite large. This is the one question that Colin was not anticipating and he forgot the number of the wing, the length of the wingspan that he came up with. So just imagine it's very large but also fairly accurate to uh, what birds would have. Okay, so it's proportional for yes. a, a flying creature. Correct. Okay, so now you see, that's interesting. I, so so I'm, a, I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, Basketball so is weird, I don't know too much, but um, I, I I have absorbed through osmosis that basically the only reason that birds can fly is because their bones are hollow. So like, correct, correct. Are dragon bones hollow? Absolutely not. Uh, dragon bones, uh, much like the rest of the animal, are extremely hard to cut and they are probably one of the thickest parts of the dragon's anatomy internal structure wise so it's it's honestly baffling there has to be some sort of like magical component to it flying yeah that's 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 what i was like driving at trying to confirm here was whether they can get around by themselves or how much of it is based on magic um because like so, so you know, a little bit of disclosure here. Uh, my my team and I are trying to figure out if there's a way to cheat this, and I just had the thought that if we can, that 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 the 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 flight mechanism might be an in for how to do that, like a way to set up some kind of uh, situation where we can kill this thing way easier than we should be able to, is by messing with its ability to fly while it's in flight. I'm, I'm still working on everything else, but I, I had that idea and I needed to confirm that. A um, couple other things. Uh, do we know if they eat? And if so, what? And if so, like, how much? Um... I'm not entirely sure what they eat. Given from what I've seen of the anatomy of the heads, um, they are most likely 100% carnivorous. And if considering that they live in the Feywild, uh, I would I would imagine they eat rather large prey, like giants, or maybe like if they find a a bunch of ogres, that might be good for one meal. Uh, I think there's probably something going on the line along the lines of, of like cold-blooded creatures um, where uh, they don't need to eat anywhere near as much as uh, mammals and, or other warm-blooded creatures do. Uh, how much they have to eat 
still is a mystery to me. And I, uh, and as much as I would love to learn it, I'm not about to go try and like observe a dragon in the wild to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, hey, if we're successful, maybe I'll uh, give you a call and you can pick through the stomach. Uh, that would be pretty cool, actually. Right. Um, that's all I had for right this second. Would you mind if I called you later if something else came up? Um, you might get my answering machine, but, uh, yeah, if you want to talk, uh, just leave a message and I'll get back to you when I can. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I'll hang up and then I will have the same conversation with Paula Newwater. <laughs> okay. I'm like, we don't have to play that out if we, if right. you don't want to, but you can just tell me if I like, if I get new or different or more information in any way. I'm trying to think of other information that Paula Newwater would give you. The only thing that she gives you that he does not is in theory, the blood of a dragon is such high temperature, it should flash boil any water that it comes in contact with. And the only reason, like direct contact with, not like through the skin uh, of the dragon. Um, and the only reason that that didn't happen with the Chesapeake Bay was because the wound was instantly cauterized when the uh, when it got telefragged. Hmm. Okay. All right. Noted. All right. And for that, um, I'm not going to give you two choices off the list. So you can choose one choice off of one of the lists. Uh, so uh, would you like to downgrade a challenge dice, remove a difficulty dice, remove two setback dice, add an ability dice, upgrade an ability? Well, you can't do that because you don't have any ability dice, or add two boost dice. I think... So these phone calls sort of represent the beginnings of Jordan forming the groundwork of a plan, which doesn't sound like making things easier. It sounds like starting to give them an in. So I'd like an ability die, please. Okay. So I will write that. I'll write that down because um, I obviously have no way to update the graphic in real time. Open up Photoshop right this fucking second, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it after the session, I promise. All right. Who would like to go next? I'll do a really quick thing. Okay. So Grant Harrison basically gets a text at, uh, I don't know, let's say it's like 1 p.m. Okay. Says uh, It's from Steiner. says, need to use the portal. Uh, is this a good time? 1 p.m. New York time or 1 p.m. L.A. time? I guess it would be 1 p.m. New York time. Okay. Uh, a couple minutes later, you get a respond back. And it's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. Cool. So what comes out of the portal is not Steiner. It's a seven foot tall uh, person dressed in uh, road leathers and wearing a motorcycle helmet. Grant looks over at it and goes, Steiner, you're taller than I remember. You're pretty tall. You were pretty tall to begin with. It is good to see you, Grant Harrison. Hey, Gregory. If you will excuse me for a moment. And uh, Gregory reaches back to the portal and then just is dragging out an entire ass motorcycle. 
<laughs> Grant looks at the motorcycle and then looks out in the hallway. And he goes, yeah, you're going to have trouble fitting that on the elevator. I was not planning on taking the elevator. Okay, so you're just going to jump out the window, aren't you? That is correct. That's going to have trouble fitting out the window, too, Gregory. Well, I suppose I can use the rooftop. Okay, now I have to see this. Go go on, let's let's go. And uh, he, he will lead you Very to well. the um, rooftop. Uh, he lives pretty close to the um, to the top floor, so it's not that big a deal. However, it there is a little bit of hassle getting the motorcycle upstairs. And he's just, now he's just like standing there, just like watching to see how, how this happens. I mean, it's not an issue of like the weight. Gregory can just lug this thing around like it's nothing, but I suppose there are certain angles where it's awkward to maneuver around. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's he, no. He's more interested in the uh, the. Wait, don't getting, you? Isn't there a it. service elevator? Don't apartments usually have like a freight elevator somewhere for this kind of shit? Do they? Like they have to Nowadays, get like yeah to get pianos and shit up. I mean yeah okay. They also have to get you know heavy shit furniture moved in there. Yeah, at the very least, there has to be like stairs. All right, so, uh, ruin my fun, why don't you? Okay, rewind. <laughs> he goes, all right, yeah, there's a motorcycle in my apartment. Cool. Will not be here for very long, Grant Harrison. Uh, yeah, I guess not. If you could direct me to the service elevator, that would be appreciated. Uh, yeah, so you're going to go, so once you get out the door, you're going to take a left, you're going to go all the way down, uh, then... You're going to go right and then like halfway down that hallway. There's the service elevator should be on your left. Thank you. Give my best to the family. Will do. What's your instance called, by the way? Lambda. Thank you. Who's next? Uh, At some point in the middle of the night, uh, everyone will get a text simply saying uh, going to Deadlands. Anyone coming with? So... What I would like to do is actually call everybody in the party and invite them to come to my shop in Baltimore. So my response to that text is, maybe you hold your horses a second. I think we all need to meet up first. Agreed. Also, if it was the middle of the night, I am a human who sleeps. Hmm. And you're, but are you a sane human who mutes their phone 100% of the time? Uh, at night, after 10 p.m., my phone goes into do not disturb mode automatically. Oh, I see. I have put my phone into fuck off. <laughs> Just hand wave it and say that, uh, you guys got signers contact info from fucking leads. Yeah. I will agree to meet up will say that I have some new information. Yeah, and just so you know, in maximum old man energy mode, Bosco calls all of you, does not send texts. <laughs> I had some things to ask you about anyway. All right. My representative will be meeting with you. That is, uh, that is acceptable. All right, so... Two people are driving three and a half hours to Baltimore, I assume. Or at least one of them is driving three and a half hours to Baltimore via motorcycle. Boom. 
I'm just gonna say it's a Kawasaki C, just because that's like the first motorcycle I can think of. Crane gets there somehow. It's not really clear. It's it's called the bus. <laughs> it's the Greyhound. All right, yeah, everybody uh, meets up in Baltimore. Thank you, Baltimore. Bosco's Books. Oh, challenge pissing. Do not piss on the books. We will charge you for those. <laughs> so I imagine you're all wondering why I've brought you all here today. I know you made it pretty clear on the phone. Yes, I know. Uh, but I did always want to say that, and this was the best opportunity I've gotten. Anyway, I did tell you all that uh, it'd be good to touch base before we all start gallivanting around, gathering the things we might need to take down a dragon, but, uh, well, it occurred to me yesterday that one thing that we are all going to need for this fight and something that we cannot find on our own is teamwork. We're going to need to learn how each other does things or else we're all going to be getting in each other's way. So I figure if we all got errands to run before the big day and since we've got no big time limit on when exactly this dragon needs to die then why don't we run those errands as a team get to know each other get to understand how we all work what we all bring to the table as it were on that note I would like to point out that though you have met my father you have yet to meet me yeah I was gonna ask about that yeah? You're... huge. Well, I am well-designed. Alright, I'm sure that this is a really rude question, but are, are you a robot? I think the proper term is android, actually. Okay. <laughs> sure. That's not as if this group was going to get any more normal. At this point, uh, can I be running late? Yeah. I would like to say, uh, second Camilla Prince walks up to the group. Hey guys, what I miss? I don't talk like that. I reach into my back pocket and pull out a knife and brandish it at you. Whoa, whoa, what's the problem? I know how fucking doppelgangers work. Oh, nope, nope, that's uh, incredibly insensitive. You get the fuck out before I call Swarm. Uh, Nyx, Nyx returns to Crane for not a doppelganger. It is generally considered rude to assume someone's form without their permission. I was, I was given her name. Oh, well then, never mind. Complaint with the... Ah, oh, this is going to be a headache, I can tell. I slowly put the knife away. Suppose you are learning the rules of the Fae through what they would call the School of Hard Knocks. I apologize, I apologize but I believed this would be the most entertaining way to uh, <laughs> display my talents. 
I'd say it's a bit unusual for a bit of entertainment to end in someone getting stabbed, but you you all don't know where I grew up. I dare say no one was stabbed. (laughs) I believe the entertainment ending with someone getting stabbed was the entire basis of the gladiatorial games. Okay, well, with that bit of nonsense aside, um... Yeah, generally, seems like a good idea that we all stick together, figure out how each other works. Uh, On that note, I'd like to volunteer the information that if there are any combat situations, I'd like to be left out of them, because I can't. I know I just pulled a knife on this one, but... Uh, don't, don't expect more of that from me. Well, means you got good instincts, if nothing else. In your defense, it was quite startling. I will simply pick up your slack. This body was built for combat. Right, and on that note, uh, this body was not. And so the errands that I've got set up are, uh, Well, first of all, I was figuring I should get myself a mage's staff. Because when it comes to actual combat using magic, a staff just second to none. But I don't have one, because normally I'm not that kind of magician. Is this a thing you could purchase, or do you construct your own? Well... I said we're not on any significant time frame, but uh, we ain't got time enough for me to carve out and magic up my own magician's staff. But uh, I do have a lead. In India, there is something called a katvanga, which is basically a staff carved out of bone with skulls carved into the top. And from what I've been reading about it, it should match with my magical style fairly nicely. Now, it's going to be a pain to get one. We're going to have to go to India. But aside from that, uh, I mean, they're not so rare that we couldn't buy one. Do you need help with that, or...? Like I said, I don't think I need help with it. But I think we could use the company. First of all, if something does go wrong, a few more hands available make uh, easy work. Second of all, we're flying across the country, uh, visiting new places, then uh, it's an excellent time to get to know one another. But that being said, the other big errand I need to run is, well, it's the big one. How many of y'all know what the Ring of Solomon means? Uh, was Solomon the one that was, uh, was that, was he the cut the baby in half one? Yes. Ah, well, I got that right. Uh, no clue. Just blank expression. <laughs> well, according to Jewish traditions that eventually became Hermetic traditions, Solomon once bound like a good hundred demons or so. The exact number varies. But they, he bound them to his service. And with their help, constructed the first temple of Jerusalem. 
And according to those legends, the Ring of Solomon is essentially the proof of contract with all of those demons. And whosoever holds and bears the Ring of Solomon is entitled to make use of those contracts which still exist and are still binding. Sort of like the Holy Grail for Hermetic Magic. Is the Holy Grail real? So I hear. I haven't seen it myself. Alright, I just wanted to be clear on that. Uh, well, I have, I have some work that I need done, so you could do uh, favor for a favor here. Because you seem like the type that would know... Uh, how do you deal with a lich? Should I be rolling my knowledge skill for that? I'll say that you know the basics of lichdom, but if you want some more information, then uh, yeah, go ahead and roll knowledge magic. One red and two purple. That's a lot. Should he get a boost die for being in his bookstore, where all his books are? You know what? You make a good point. Yes. We'll say that you get not well-known information, which is why I'm making it so hard, but, like, the general the general gist of it, you will know. So, go for it. Alright. That is three successes Ooh. and an advantage. Clean sweep. Yeah. Uh, numbers. Alright. They're the good girl. So, liches. Extremely powerful undead creatures. Um, they shove their souls into phylacteries, which can be anything but normally are some sort of carved box uh, with some other personal effects in it. The three successes and the advantages that you get for knowing extra stuff about it are typically the phylacteries are difficult to destroy, but also not impossible. It depends on the strength of the lich. And uh, also they are very powerful Bell casters, so you're looking at a uh, at an undead who's potentially going to be slinging spells at you, and because they're undead, it usually doesn't wear down on them as fast. Which is my way of saying every time they cast a spell, it is one strain instead of two. All right. Well, I basically respond to that by saying, you know, I got a book on this. Give me a sec, and then I provide all of that information. <sighs> Alright. Well, that doesn't seem too bad. I just gotta find a phylactery and break it. I don't... Well, okay. Huh. And if you know what we're doing, uh, might be able to break it even before the lich catches up to us. Because they, they will know we've taken it. There are spells for that. Of course there are. There's spells for everything. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Alright, well, uh, I, I don't suppose you want to go fight a lich with me in the basement of a hospital, so we'll call that square and I'll go to India with you. Maybe need somebody with a bit of muscle uh, watching your back, old man. Uh, could we clarify why? Oh, right. Uh, so... I found, uh, I found out who has the, the dragon's teeth, which I need, 
because I want to make something that can pierce a dragon's hide. And I figure the teeth of a dragon probably pierce a dragon's hide. And to get one of those teeth, I have to do a favor for uh, a Cleon Moira. Oh, she has a she has a bar over in uh, actually I think it's in Baltimore, right? She has it a is, bar yeah, here yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because because Bosco has been in Baltimore for a while, I will say that uh, he's well acquainted with the name of Cleon Moirine. Um, she is best known for her charity work in running the bar. Uh, if you want to roll knowledge history um, difficulty three, uh, we can see if you know if uh, she, her more criminal enterprises. You talking to me? Yes. All right. One success, one threat. Okay, so... It, can I? Yeah. We know each other. She doesn't like me. That's a pretty common sentiment with Cleomorine. Um, So you know that she is basically the criminal underground boss of Baltimore at the time. She is involved in all sorts of extortion, drug running racketeering and ever since revelation day she's only gotten more powerful you're pretty sure the last couple mayors of baltimore have been basically her hand picks and if they do something that uh she doesn't like they mysteriously suddenly get some sort of big scandal like the um children's book that they wrote the funds for that went to their campaign and they suddenly have to resign mysteriously. I wish that was enough to make someone have to resign in real life. No, no, that, that happened in real life. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess it's different for a mayor than it like a, a governor. Yeah. Also depends on the mayor and governor. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Oh yeah. Her. I know about her. <laughs> you're doing a favor for her well uh yeah I can see why you would want to get that done I mean I don't owe her anything it's just I get what I want she gets what she wants alright we've got the ball rolling on this teamwork thing anyone else uh, need anything well let's just say I, I hope that's where it ends too could I ask? I'm definitely gonna sit that part out. Um, could I convince one or the both of you to like, since you're going to fight some kind of magic caster? Hmm. I I don't know if anti-magic stuff is like common or doable, but if it is, could you use this as an opportunity to like test it? figure out a method something i have an idea that i'm picking at but i i need to i need to get all my knowns together i uh as i said to you all before well before we go much farther i should uh in 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 the interest of trust between us all uh perhaps it is obvious that crane is not my real name it is but a face i wear we're in private, right? Yeah, this is like the, the back. I've okay. had my 
apprentice uh, sent out for the day so we could have the store to ourselves. Hmm. In the interest of trust, uh, I will show you the form I like to take most often. And uh, at this, uh, Crane's form kind of dissolves away. Their features remain pretty similar, except their hair is now white and their skin is gray, uh, and their eyes are all black. You may call me Nyx. Huh. Alright. Okay, I sure. A changeling. No. I am not like a doppelganger. No, I do not know other changelings. I seek passage to the Deadlands. I will speak to the ghost of the once and future king and find out how he slew a dragon. Well, now that we're on the same side and all. You know, from the times we've crossed paths, I don't think I've ever seen this side of you before. It is not one I am often show others. Well, I appreciate the intimate moments, but uh, all things considered, uh, y'all can feel free to make full use of the library while you're here if you want to stay out of this lich business. But after that... Uh, well, I'd prefer to make that jaunt to India first, because, uh, well, forearmed is forewarned. Indeed, and there is strength in numbers. Perhaps we should accompany one another to our, into our respective quests. So we have two people, at least, going to India. One person going to the Deadlands. That leaves, uh, I guess, Kat, you and me, eh? my character, to do figure out what we want to do. I am looking to get as much information about dragons in general as I possibly can. And so talking to the guy what killed one is where I would like to be. So, yeah, Deadlands, I guess. Um, I guess I'm going to India. So, which group are we following first? Team Deadlands or Team India? I did a thing already. Let's do the team that hasn't had that doesn't have somebody yeah. who's done a thing. Let's do Team India. All right. Is it? So, are we gonna buy tickets for you, or are you gonna just go on as like luggage then? <laughs> are you light enough to be on a plane? I'm assuming we have a not plane can, can, can you get through TSA Metal Man almost <laughs> certainly not I'm assuming we have a way to get there that isn't you know regular travel because I don't have time to carve a wooden staff but I do have time to go to India doesn't make sense otherwise ask Rogar for a private jet there's that there's that and I will say that, yeah, flying to India and negotiating for his staff would still take less than months. He is sparing no expense. But yeah, calling up leads and commissioning a private flight sounds like something he could pull. Uh, so once again, uh, it seems to be Rolgar's thing to let the phone ring as long as possible before answering it. 
Rogar leads speaking. Maybe we're always just catching him right in the middle of something. You don't know. Like right now, he's got a towel around wrapped around his waist. He's dripping. Just <laughs> he he really wants us to think that we're almost not worth his time. Hey there, this is Bosco. So, uh, Hello, Bosco. step one on my journey to uh, acquire what I need for this particular task you've set before us requires that we, uh, first of all, head to India. Got a lead on something that might be nice there. However, one of the folks who wants to come is a middleman. Hello. Like a construct. Yeah, um, he says Steiner sent him? Ah, yes, Steiner's second, uh, standard. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, hello, my name is Rogar Leeds. How are you? Um, I haven't put him on speakerphone. He's just really loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. All right. So, I'm guessing then I've connected normal... to your phone through Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, no. I am your speaker now. Oh, God. Well, maybe I shouldn't hit accept every time something pops up on this thing. <laughs> so I'm guessing that the normal avenues of traveling uh, will prove difficult. Yeah, and... Well, this isn't the first time I'm going to have to head out of country. So, uh... Having some means of transport that's quick and always available and heads to the right airports would be awfully nice. I know that sort of thing is expensive, but you did offer us... What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Ten. Ten digits? For doing this job? Yes. As well as covering any travel expenses and other expenses that you may need to uh, accumulate as well. Right, so if you've got, like, a private jet, you can put at our disposal? I believe I have one that, uh, you can use. Uh, it is currently... Oh, where is it right now? Uh, where are you? I can send it there. Baltimore? Baltimore, Baltimore. Would you prefer Reagan or BWI? I don't travel by plane that much. I gotta look this up. Hang on a second. Do, do, do. BWI? Ah, yes, of course. Uh, I will send the plane there immediately. You will be able to... You'll be able to meet it up in... Oh, probably in 40 minutes or so, depending on tailwind. Right, so we got ourselves a pair of wings. And so while BWI is like a commercial airport, there are ways for you guys to just be like... Actually, we're going on a private flight and likely someone is out there to meet you to like drive you directly to your personal plane without having to like go through all of the security and such, which is good because you have a big metal man with you and uh, you are led to a rather nice private plane. Um, it is not so big that like it's his own like super duper private like yacht jet, but it is also like definitely something that could house several dozen people comfortably. So the three of you will not be taking up any space at all. And then you fly to India. Did you have a specific spot in mind in India there, Bobbin? Well, I may be completely 
adding imagination to the uh, research I did into the Katvanga, but I think they are most common in like the southwestern part of the subcontinent. Okay, so you're so southwestern. So you're going somewhere around like I'm sure I'm butchering this name, Nashik. N-A-S-H-I-K Honestly, Indian place names are easier than a lot of others because uh, the uh, Latinized versions of the names were created by English speakers. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll say that you uh, end up heading towards uh, Nashik, which is pretty close to the, like, coast of, uh, like, the western coast of India. Um, like a little bit before it starts becoming a peninsula, uh, but like it's still like on the um, part that is like. Actually, no, it does look like it's on the peninsula peninsula part. Okay, so uh, yeah, you arrive there. Um, it's like four o'clock p.m. there uh, by the time you land. So the sun is still up, but it's also like getting to the point where like it looks like it's about to start uh, getting dark soon. So where do you go? What do you do? Well, I would say that I probably haven't traveled blindly into India because it is huge. Yes. In every sense of the word. Yeah, India is very big. So, uh, if nothing else, Bosco probably had a long chat with his uh, friend in the import-export business. And... uh, got a line on a monastery in the area or temple or what have you that still creates authentic Katvanga. All right. So yeah, we'll say that there is a there's a temple that uh, you are led to like you you meet up with uh, someone there and they essentially like drive you and uh, they say you're Bosco. That I am. Welcome. Um, please excuse me if I sound a bit awkward. English is not even my second language. Eh, understood. And by the way, I would like to see the GM sweat, so what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Bobby, you're fucking evil. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Okal. I'm sure I'm butchering that name in real life, but... Well, it's nice to meet you there, Okal. I'm told that uh, the items made here are of supreme authenticity, and that is the sort of thing I'm looking for. Uh, yes. Um, he will lead you into a car, and then he'll take a second look at Gregory and... Yeah, I just want to, like, point the mental image out of just this entire time. There has been a gigantic man in wearing leathers and a motorcycle helmet just standing behind him completely silently. Standing behind Bosco. Yeah, wearing full leather in South India. Yeah, he's trying not to stare. He's failing trying not to stare. Hello, my name is Gregory. Hello. He'll let you in the car. You said that Gregory wasn't that heavy, right? Gregory is not that much heavier than a person. No. Okay. 
He is like 400 pounds though, but like like 400 some pounds, which is pretty heavy, but not that much for like a seven foot tall human. Yeah, yeah. And then he will start uh, driving to the temple. I'm going to be vague on which uh, religion this temple is because I don't know in real life. I have never been to India before, but then again, I have not been to most places. Please tell me more about this village. <laughs> it's, a, it's a city. It's, it's an actual city. Uh, hold on, let's... If Wikipedia can be trusted, uh, Katvanga are in particular carved by the uh, Shaivist subsects of Hinduism. So he'll, he'd be taking you to, like, at the very least, a Hindi temple and, like, probably more specifically a temp- temple to Shiva, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah, he'll drive you, like a little bit out of the city proper because this is like not a thing like you would find in like right in the city I would think so he drives you a little bit out of the city and then like down some like side road but eventually you find like a temple to Shiva and um Colin desperately trying to not have any of our characters talk so that we can ask him about his family <laughs> So, uh, so what do you do here? Exactly. Yes, if you guys keep throwing fucking curveballs at characters I have to invent on the spot, I'm not going to let you talk. But that being said, it is going to be like a 20-minute trip, so what do you guys talk about that isn't asking him about his personal life that I haven't thought of? Well, there is one thing I was going to ask. Okay. Which is that I was going to turn to Gregory and say, So, middle man, must admit I'm curious, what exactly do you do for fun? Hmm. I have not been in this body for very long. I'm previous to this. The Gregory I was copied from is um, not a physical entity so much. I have to confess, I don't much care for having a physical form. It's confining. I. I'm used to being able to spread myself to reach out and explore things as I freely pleased, and I. It feels unpleasant, is the only word I can think of to describe this. I. claustrophobic would be a better term. I mean, it'd probably help if you weren't seven feet tall. This is as compact as body as my father could make in a short window. Father? Yes, Edwin Steiner. You've met him. I have, but uh, hadn't realized that artificial intelligence had come along quite so far. I mean, I must admit I'm lost as far as technology goes, for the most part, but... I was, um, well, again, when I refer to I, I mean the entity I was split from, Gregory, was, as my father would say, a happy accident. I am an amalgamation of machinery and magic. I, again, as I stated before, was mostly an accident, though my father was trying to create an AI in order to help him around the house. 
Hmm. Well, magically, I do know a thing or two about. But I guess that would make you the ghost in the machine, huh? Yes, I suppose that is correct. So were you originally some sort of uh, house spirit? Protector of the home that uh, Mr. Steiner repurposed? No, I only came into existence when my father created me. And as far as he has been able to tell, he is not quite sure how that happened. Again, a happy accident. Like I said, I do know a thing or two about magic, and generally speaking, new consciousnesses don't just form out of the ether here on the material plane. If you don't remember anything before being a robot, it's probably because something else died in order to become you. Hmm. An interesting theory. I suppose that's worth looking into, though. I heard that snore, Chloe. I knew. Thank you. I heard. <laughs> yep, and I am politely ignoring it. <laughs> Camilo has actually just fallen asleep. That is an interesting rock formation. Does it have a name? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I am aware of. We're here. The other option was to go, like, all out and Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. And that would have made no one happy. No. So, yep, uh, he pulls up and he, like, parks a respectable distance away and uh, says, uh, I'll, I'll just wait here while you guys take care of uh, take care of business. Just let me know when you're ready to go back. Thank you for the ride. You're welcome. Mm, oh, sorry about falling asleep back there. Jet lag gets the best of us, I suppose. Oh, just, you were talking about a bunch of stuff I didn't really understand. And I, my mind wandered, and I... Uh, anyway. So yeah, um... When you head on in, you see there's, uh... There's a couple people in there going about their business. And when you enter, one walks up and says something in Indian. Uh, does anybody understand Indian? I it's Hindi. Hindi. It's Excuse a lot me, of things, I'm... actually. <laughs> Hello, I'm speaking American to you right now. I would okay. like well, a cheeseburger. Okay. Where is a Walmart? <laughs> I have a gun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so someone uh, walks up and starts speaking uh, Hindi at you. Does anybody understand Hindi? I probably do. I could probably cast a spell to do that, and if it you don't if you don't think it's significant enough, then we don't have to roll or spend uh, strain to do so. Here's the deal: I want you to roll. It will still it will be a difficulty one. I just want to see like if a complication of some sort pops up because that would be that would be fun. But don't do any strain. It doesn't cost any strain. All right. Huh. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that's five advantages, but two m failures. <laughs> but it failed. Okay. All right. That's a roll result. It's the worst result you can get on a purple die. So 
here's what I'll do. You don't understand what he's saying, but you do get the general gist and feeling of it. So like you, you won't understand like the specifics of things. Like, so, uh, It'll be like, he asks you a question. You don't know what the question is specifically, but you, you know that he asks you a question of some sort. In this case, he's basically greeting you and then asks you a question. All right. I want to say that Gregory does not speak Hindi, but mm-hmm. they can just kind of run it through an auto-translate. <laughs> but that's not a great auto-translate. <laughs> You're just basically connecting to Google and being like, oh, yes, uh, more uh. or less. <laughs> they got apps for that these days. I am an app. I just foolishly walked up expecting that I didn't need an app, but no. Gregory, the Google Translate basically gets you to the point where he's wondering how he can help you today. I believe he asked how he can be of service to you. Don't look at me. I, I, I know a little bit of French and uh, a little bit of German, but I ain't got nothing. Uh, well, we are here to purchase one Kat Vanga, provided with all due ceremony and reverence. But, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking like I, like you don't know a word of English. When you very well might. Uh, hi, my name is Bosco. He kind of gives you a blank stare and then looks at the giant seven-foot-tall man who seems to be doing the translation work. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I want to see what Google Translate Gregory says. All right, what's the name of the thing you want again? Kat Vanga. Okay. <laughs> How to roleplay broken Hindi. Gregory just says Kat Vanka very loud and slow. (laughs) Man, Jeremiah Bosco, purchase Kat Vanka. Can't you get, like, Gregory Prime to do it? He would have to connect, and there's no places in India for... I mean, I'd like a satellite connection, but that's pretty slow. I suppose it's better than nothing. Tell them that we're here on behalf of a private collector, that uh, the artifact will be duly honored and displayed with reverence. One moment. Camilo walks outside to the guy who drove the mirror and asks Mm -hmm. if he's up to do some translation. (laughs) Honored collector, purchase, reverence. Ah, Oh, buddy, Okal, uh, that was your name, right? Yeah. It seems my uh, friend, I, I assumed he knew Hindi, but uh, I guess we're a bit stuck there. Would you mind coming in and uh, doing a bit of translation work? I'll, uh, I'll make it worth your while. Um, that sounds like a negotiation. Uh, I'm going to make this relatively easy, uh, just too purple. Oh, my God. All right, well, let's see what happens. Mm, that's uh, not good. A failure, three advantages. How do I want to play this? Fuck you, give me a dollar. <laughs> I was already offering to pay him. Yeah, no, he. they were already offering to, uh, to be paid. All right. He says, uh, I don't 
really need money. Um, what what else? What do you have aside from money? Well, I could offer the fact that the sooner you help, the faster we get this done. But you need someone threatened. I can threaten people pretty easy. No, no, no. Like, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. Like, do you have? Straight up, do you have any drugs on you? Yeah, I got some painkillers. I fucking give him a, the a bottle of prescription medicine that just has like a single pill in it. Well, it has a the equivalent of one painkiller in it. Yeah, he sh- he shakes it. He's like, "All right, sure." And then he'll walk in. <sighs> Thank you. Have you made any progress while I was gone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gave the driver an oxycotton. Yeah, pretty much. Just don't take it while we're while you're driving. Is this racist? Have we gotten racist by accident? <laughs> Drugs aren't racist. Everybody gets addicted. Yeah. So, what what did you say? Uh, well, no, we'll we'll jump forward in time a little bit. Uh, and the Google Translate has uh popped up and says your Hindi is very terrible. I still don't understand what you're trying to get at. Man, Bosco would like to purchase honored. <laughs> Oka comes up and is like, reference. okay, what are, you, what are you trying to tell him? I am trying to tell him that this man would like to purchase, on behalf of a collector, a Katvanga. Okay. That will be treated with all due respect and reverence. Okay, so he goes back and he translates through you. So, Bosco, I need you to roll me deception since that is definitely not what you're going to be using it for and uh, I need you to add two black dice for the fact that uh, that this is definitely uh, some telephone shit going on here can I use my advantages to get rid of them because while I'm not translating language I am translating body language apparently and that can count for a lot in it when it comes to negotiations um, yes, I will allow you to use your advantages to get rid of them. So it's going to be a difficulty. I'll say, what's the average difficulty? Average is two, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with two then. Right. Yeah, easy is one and why are you bother rolling is zero. Right. Huh. I got no result. You got There's no, no result. result, which is a failure. It is. There's no response. <laughs> Do you fuck that up somehow? Like, no, no. It's just that the uh, the advantage cancels out the threat. Yeah, it perfectly cancels to nothing. It's a no roll. There is a discussion, and. Ocal turns back and says, uh, no, he's, he's not looking to sell right now. Please. <laughs> he turns back, says, please. And the man just sort of shakes his head. He's like, I, I look, I, I, I said, please. And he's still saying no. Sorry. And then Camila draws her gun and says, all right, look, buddy. <laughs> I do speak American. I mean, 
I will, but I'm letting Bobbin think first. Before I do something that dumb. I do lean over Bosco's shoulder and I go, uh, Just so you know, if I have to cause an international incident to get us this thing, I will. Uh, you still got one more card to play. I, I didn't want to go with this because I have no idea how India responded to the whole uh, magic wake-up call event. But how about we tell them the truth this time? Oh, what a concept. <laughs> Say there, brother. The truth is that uh, we require the mystical power contained in a Vanga to destroy a great evil. I am familiar with the arcane arts, and a properly crafted bone Katvanga will enhance those arts significantly, and it'll help us to destroy this evil. Now I know it's none of your business, since this specific evil is not here and not threatening any of you good folks. But I could really use the hell. And I am willing to pay through the nose to get it. Okay. The translator goes through that. So, this time, roll charm. Difficulty two, but also add two boost dice. Alright. I will say that deception, out of all of the social skills, is my worst. Okay. That's so hope, hopefully this will go better. And what can I what can I do with a story die before rolling? If one upgrade? you spend a story dice, it's one upgrade, yeah. One upgrade. I would like to do so. Okay. Oh wait. No. No, I will hmm. not. I will instead of just getting one upgrade, I will use my archetype power. Once per session, I can st spend a story point and uh, gain ranks in the skill equal to my intellect, which is four. Oh, oh, okay. Shit, Bobbin actually knows how to play this game. Damn. Glad one of us does. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that is four successes, uh, one triumph and two advantages. Bosco says, pretty please. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. The man hears the translated part and nods and um, gestures for you to follow him. And he leads you to a small back room where there's a uh, there's a storage of a couple of different artifacts back here. There, none of them are displayed prominently. It looks like they, they're all uh, just stuff that they made in-house that, they, that they're keeping in storage. And he goes up to one of the uh, Katvangas and takes it and hands it to you. Um, it's about five feet long. It's made out of bone. Uh, it has a clawed base and a spear tipped top um, and in it are carved 
three different heads in various states of decay. At the top, there's like a skull. In the middle, there's like something between like skull and fresh face. So like the, like it's a little more gaunt, it's a little more skeletal, but it's not all bone. And then b- right below that one is a um basically freshly quote unquote severed head. And uh, he hands it to you and uh, says something. And then Ocal says, um, he says you do not have to pay, which is the result of your triumph. Tell them that I am deeply moved by this uh, gift. But also, uh, we do have money to spare, so I will provide the temple with a donation regardless. All right, so Ocal translates that, and the man gives you a look that like you don't it's it's a look that basically transcends language it's basically uh, a you don't have to but thank you and uh he will politely show you back through the main antechamber and out the door so on top of getting the katvanga you can choose one item from each list i'd like to downgrade the challenge die Okay, so that's one from the negative dice uh, list. Which one from the positive dice list do you want? Upgrade the existing green to a yellow. Okay. All right. So you are led back to the car and you're driven back to Nashik and um, basically dropped off where, like, if not exactly where you were uh, before, just really close. And he says, it was a pleasure meeting you all. I'm glad we got to talk about my family. Uh, it was nice <laughs> that you all took such a weird interest in that. It is nice to make small talk. All right. And then uh, he'll nod and... Um, now, on the way back, tell me about your childhood. Go into great detail. <laughs> Where did you go to school? As soon as and we then, get back into the plane... Camilo mm-hmm. just looks at Bosco and says, So, after all that talk of planning and teamwork, you didn't think to hire a fucking translator when you went to India. Magic is very useful when it works. Mmm, when it works. Mm hmm. Maybe leave crucial elements uh, that can be, you know, handled with money, which we have ample amounts of, to things that aren't magic. You know, I get where you're coming from, but I am very used to pinching pennies. So throwing money at problems to solve them is not something that comes naturally to me. All right. Well, you know what? We made it. Next time, I'll try to have the common sense for both of us. How about that? I got no problem with that. No promises. We did it. Let's... Oh, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Gargory plays the Final Fantasy victory music. (laughs) <laughs> Your little speaker comes out. Okay, from which Final Fantasy is the question? Seven, of course. Hmm. 
Damn it. Uh, I don't know. What was what was Steiner's favorite? Probably probably six. Steiner, no, hold here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Steiner's a speedrunner. It strikes me like that Steiner enjoys eight for how broken the speedrun is. Okay, but you're all you're all missing a very obvious thing here. It's clearly ten two because there's three of us. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst victory music in all Final Fantasy, though. Yeah, but it's really it's just, funny. Da 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 da. Fuck! Uh, discussion over. Moving on. And now it's the <laughs> other. T- now it's the other two players' turn to do thing. Yes. All right. Nix and Archer. Yes, yes. Do you reckon Nyx has abandoned the Deadlands before? Uh, that's up to you. Not oh. most people do because it kind of sucks, so they usually don't go. So, yeah, well, like, would Nyx have had a reason to, is, I guess, my question? Probably not. Okay. But they probably know a little bit about it. I don't. Yeah. Nyx will probably exposit about them to their partner in this, which is very funny because I know next to nothing and Cat knows everything. Yes, this is a a very funny arrangement to me. (laughs) Basically, the Deadlands are... It's like a plane of ennui, essentially. It kind of sucks to go to, but it isn't necessarily hell. It isn't heaven either, but... It's exceptionally boring and mildly uncomfortable on purpose. By the way, if you guys are using the portal at Bosco's place, then it probably links to a Deadlands tavern. Those don't exist. Oh. Or public house, or whatever the equivalent would be. Yeah, there's, there's like, towns that exist, but, like, there's no need to drink or eat because they're dead, and, like, eating and drinking leads to memories, and they're, they're trying to get rid of those there. There are houses, though. Yeah, there are houses. There is a capital city, which is built around the Sultan's Palace and then spread throughout our other smaller towns. But they're all very far apart from each other to discourage travel. Which Sultan? All of them. All of them. All of them live in the same palace. Well, that makes our job easier. Actually, isn't it like all of them except two? See, that's the thing. I was actually going to ask Colin about that. Because at the end of SoCal, like in the in the farewell episode, Chloe stated that Amelia kind of put fixing the other two rifts on hold because she kind of got out of the game. But then... Mm-hmm. I think it was specifically because international incident yeah that that like initially caused you to put it away and then like stuff keep coming up the merger happened and you just kind of quit the force and it just got put on the back burner over and over and over again but then in uh at the end of baltimore fucking all nine of the sultans were in the palace 
So, to reconcile this, like, the only way that that happened is if the other two rifts got closed. Which means that, like, I guess Notcher just got tired of waiting and cribbed off of Amelia's vocabulary and just brought the fleet in and shut that shit themselves. I like to think that there was probably, like, some sort of cooperation eventually just, like, among, like, various supernatural groups in other countries. That just seems more fun to me. But it's up yeah, to you. like I was, I was thinking like that. Also, like there might have been like a concentrated like human effort once all, all the supernatural shit came to light that like helped them close it. But like also like either way, at some point they have been closed. Maybe not by Amelia, but definitely they have been closed. Um, and also the other reason that all nine of them were there was because uh, the the rift thing was not exactly knowledge to me at the time. So I was like, it's an important <laughs> thing. They're they're they have agreed to bring in a new sultan, so they should all be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we'll say that in the uh, five-ish years since Revelation Day, they have uh, closed the other two rifts. All right, all right. Now we have to deal with the question of who's home. Or we will have to in a minute, because there's something I very pointedly want to do. Bobbin, how does the portal, like, work? You kind of said the door in the bookstore. But, like, can you give me a little bit more meat? Right. Well, one of the doors opens into a room that does not exist and essentially it follows the will of Bosco so you guys would have had to leave before Bosco left Mm. and for that matter he can't afford to just sort of stand by the door waiting for you guys to get back so getting back is going to well it's going to be your issue to solve unfortunately (laughs) oh good (laughs) that's never been an issue before but uh, as far as how it works goes, it's, uh, like I said, it's essentially presets. So it's very little visibly happens when he opens the door. But uh, there are the Deadlands on the other side. And uh, for the sake of the players who have not been there before, um, like we said before, it is just a large expanse of gray. There's not much color aside from like grayscale colored it's perpetually overcast the the buildings here seem mostly dilapidated even though they are uh technically lived in uh they are not very fancy looking they're not very flourished uh and if bosco opens it up to the capitol building there is one extremely prominent building amongst all the others and is a large castle basically made out of pure obsidian just in the center of this city that uh, has been created and as you walk through you see like ghosts walking around just like looking extremely bored and like if you try to interact with them they don't really interact back never let it be said that Aldens of the Dead lack sense of spectacle and 
one thing I would like to specify is that even if there is no drinking house, the door would open into some area where socialization is common. Whatever form that prefers to take in the Deadlands. Okay, so you're in like you're in a building that's like a little bit bigger than a house, um, because the Deadlands does kind of in a sense discourage uh socialization. They don't they can't they can't ever truly get rid of it because humans and a lot of Fae are by nature social creatures, but they do try to like keep it at a minimum so that way the um the process of washing souls goes by a little faster. You're gonna be here for literally fucking ever if you do not commit to being as bored as possible all the time. <laughs> right. Stop playing bridge. It's extending your <laughs> sentence. <laughs> wow, that sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not meant to be fun here. You're meant to be here for a time and then move on. Anyways, um, I, I I need to make a point of something that I do. Are we, uh, are weapons, I mean, I assume Nex is going to take their guns, but are, are weapons going to be necessary? Not in the capital. If you leave the capital, then, uh, maybe. Okay, because I, I just, like, if, if they were, Nyx was probably going to make sure that, um, that Jordan had something. I have a knife. I'm a non-combatant anyways. But yeah, um tell that to them. Like I'm I'm the nervous human who to whom all of this is new, so I don't know, Pepper can argue if she wants, but I would presume Nix would go in first. He's yes. the one who's more or less used to all this. I would walk through and then walk like walk backwards out and then walk forwards and then back and like look at Bosco, look at Nyx. Sorry, I know I'm holding up the procession here. I need to like check a few things. I like examine the door jam. I put my hands on either side of it and like move up and down. I'm sure the, the mage would be more than happy to explain how it works when we are done. And hold on just a second. I like, I walk back into the living world, and I find just some, like, I find a pencil, and I throw it through. Ow! And then, I, <laughs> and then I go retrieve it, and I throw it back through the other way. And then I, like, I get a book, I get a particularly large book, and I balance it yeah, out. Hey, 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 not the books. I, I need some, I need a flat inclined plane. Give me something. Do you have a clipboard? Why the hell would it I have a clipboard? It's... Yeah, the, the door is just... So long as it's open, the door is just a door. The problem is that once I close it, the door will not be a door anymore. Then it'll be a jar. Tap, tap, tap on it. I just... I need to I need to observe gravity here for just a second. Can you, can you post this on, like, the floor? Like, not this, obviously, I don't need you to move the door, but can you make one of these on the floor? Like, an opening to the Deadlands? Yeah. Uh, I will answer this for you because you, you would know in character. Yes, you could. It would be weird, but yes, you could. 
Yeah, uh, gravity's gonna do bad things to your stomach, but in a pinch, it works on a floor. Interesting. Okay, uh, thanks. Sorry. Get to work. And I will go through definitively this time. I have a thinky look on my face. Alright, so there's only one real structure that you can head to, and well, you do oh, want to talk to one, the, one, one, one other thing, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. I presume, you know, door closes behind me, and I hear it, and I turn around, and it's not there anymore. Correct. There could be a door still there, but it does not lead into Bosco's. Ah. I, I'm going to mark it with my pencil, which I kept. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, there's only one real structure of note here, and you are here to see the sultans, so I can ask you if you want to do anything before you see the sultans, but that kind of, like, there really isn't things to do here, so... By design. Yeah. Well, shall we? Yeah, sure. Stay close. You don't want to get lost here. We're going there, right? I don't think I can get lost. I've been surprised before. Roll survival. No. I wish I could describe <laughs> the face that I just made. Oh. Like at Nyx. Alright. So you head to the palace and there are two gigantic doors that seem very impractical to open and then there are a couple of guards there that seem more zombified than actual like specters you guess that these are beings that have been specially given permission to just like be here as guards so they don't like fade away into nothing and they say halt who do you represent I represent Quinsa the spring I see. What is your purpose here today? I will talk with Arthur. Sultan Pendragon. They look at each other and they converse quietly. And they look, they sort of look at you and then they converse quietly again. And then they say, very well, he is present today. Mostly because if he wasn't, that would be less interesting to the story. Yes, good. <laughs> um, what? And and they uh, someday <laughs> we're going to teach Colin to just give <laughs> us problems. Whoa. Sorry, come back in a week. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what do we do? We go and we wait a week. Okay, yeah, cool. Like, now we come back yeah. and <laughs> like, we go yeah. do other things. Uh, and then one turns and opens a much smaller door carved into this gigantic door. Simply follow the hall straight. You will not miss the chamber. How direct. Hey, can I ask? Uh, who are these doors for? They are for Sultan Cleopatra's marching band, as it were. Okay, I know that name. That's weird. 
gonna question it. No point in questioning it. You know who we seek as well. I mean, King Arthur is... And I, we're having this discussion as we're walking. Yeah, I, I figured as much, so I was gonna let you go for it. K- King Arthur is like... He's a he's a mythological figure. Like if you told me, he, I, he's, he fights he fights fairies, and pulls yes. magic swords out of rocks and lakes, or however that went. Yes, Cle- yes, Cleopatra. All very, we all learned this in, in school. No. <laughs> Cleopatra was a a person. She existed. She was real. Arthur Pendragon was real. Am I not real? I'm a fairy. I mean, I don't know. How real are you? How real are any of you? How real are you? Pretty real. Hmm, so you say. <laughs> no, look, like, I've, I've got this, uh, and I, like, pull my sleeve up a little bit. There's this, like, little circular, like, scar. I broke a bone, uh, and it went all the way through when I was a kid. Yes. So I'm I'm pretty sh- I I I am real. I exist, and I'm not a robot. We have one of those two also real. You know, you you seem very surprised for one who knew that dragons existed previously. I mean, a dragon came out of the sky and got decapitated. So why is it surprising to learn that King Arthur and Cleopatra are colleagues in the Land of the Dead? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good question. There's no... I, I don't think there's a way that I can describe this that will satisfy you. If you say so. It's it's like Okay, I know I know the name George Washington doesn't mean anything to you, but it's a bit like finding out George Washington is a wizard. Or was a wizard. Was George Washington a wizard, Colin? No. Damn. But it would be very funny if I said well he was. <laughs> Give it a minute. Oh, okay, go but ahead, go ahead. as you approach the throne room, it's a big circular chamber with like extremely tall thrones that like it's imagine like the organization 13 thrones, but they're all equal height instead of like all over the place. They're all also made of black obsidian. Yeah, they're all like everything in here is made out of black obsidian and there's 10 thrones. Some of them are empty, but on them you see Cleopatra. Cyrus, you see Catherine the Great, you see George Washington. Oh, <laughs> I see. You see Edgar Allan Poe, and then you also see Arthur Pendragon. Cyrus? Cyrus the Second, aka uh, Cyrus the Great. Uh, yeah. Persia. Oh, I guess I wasn't familiar. Yes, uh, well, he may not have been a wizard, but uh, you could ask him. Anything you wish to know in person, should you desire. He's right over there. I come to a stop in the doorway. I look up, and I see these people I, I like, nominally 
recognize from portraits and engravings. You know, they, they all look kind of withered and decayed and emaciated. I just... Bullshit! Bullshit! George Washington just kind of grins because, like, they heard the conversation, and he's like, what's so bullshit about it? I was like, we get that reaction a lot. <laughs> She's new here. Poe actually does say, you know, that is not the first time I've gotten that reaction. I hate this. I hate that I'm involved in this. I hate that this is apparently how things work. This sucks. Yeah, the setting is so contrived. Who, who came up with all this stuff? <laughs> it's really fucked up that two different sultans are from America. Behold, the conqueror worm. That, that was... Okay, that, that was bad. I'm sorry. No, there was a conqueror worm. Yeah, we dealt we, with that. <laughs> it's, 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 dealt with, it's, it's been handled. It was a fuck... It was, it's, it's a poem poem. That's, yeah, you know that. Poe says, I'm not the Conqueror Worm, although I do believe that problem has been dealt with. No, I, I, I imagine Nix probably wouldn't have said that. Oh, okay. I, I, I... Yeah, Nix would absolutely know about this worm situation. That would have been big fucking news in the court. Mm. Yeah? No. I don't know. Uh, okay, the worm part probably wouldn't have, but... uh, but. Alright, in, instead of that other, that first statement that uh, Nick says, Lo, tis a gala night. Is that also a reference to a Poe poem? That's the same Poe poem. That's how the Conqueror Worm starts. Okay. Edgar Ampo kind of regards you kindly and nods and says, I like this one. And Catherine goes, you would like this one. You like anyone who, who knows your stuff. And he goes, I yeah. really think it would be the opposite. You, I, you wouldn't get tired of having your own works quoted at you constantly? I don't have them quoted at me that often, to be fair. Not very many people come here. Okay. Uh, and then and then Cyrus will say, So what is the purpose for your visit? I seek an audience with Pendragon. At that point, Arthur kind of stops looking bored and then just sort of perks up and he goes... For what reason? I am told, and so many believe, that you are the only person who has ever purposefully killed a dragon. And then uh, he smiles, and then Catherine goes, Oh, great, the dragon story again. Look what you did. This is going to be all fucking night. And oh. everybody everybody except Poe just kind of moans like they know <laughs> what's about to happen. <laughs> and... Poe just kind Arthur of a brings out confused. a slide projector. <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur just kind of looks around and says, Well, since my colleagues do not wish to hear the story, do you care to take a ride with me around the city as I regale you with it? I would be delighted. That's why we're here. And he simply just jumps out of his throne and lands on the floor, like, right in front of you. And he stands tall and he goes, follow me. And leads you deeper into the palace. 
and eventually takes you to some sort of stable area where he walks over to a horse that has a flaming mane and tail. Its eyes are glowing red. There's smoke forming around the hooves. And he goes over to it and he says, All right, we're taking these lovely people out on a ride. I don't want any of your shit. And uh, you, the horse goes, This is beneath my station to give. I don't want any... Just take us around the city. And if you behave, I'll let you have a little bit of fun. Do you hear me? And the <laughs> horse just sort of rolls his eyes and says, I am beneath this. And uh, he gets on top and he extends his hands to like help you guys get on there. Hey, Colin. Hmm. Uh, did, did we have to pass through the kennels in order to reach the stables? Did the, were the kennels before the stables? Just say yes. Yes, they were. So... On your way through, uh, you pa- you pass through the dog kennels, and in there are hundreds of hellhounds. And as you pass through, Arthur says, I don't have time for you all, but it's good to see you all. Uh, and he calls each one by name, and you see one that just kind of like back in the corner looks a little standoffish, and he turns to you and says, do not mind Lancelot. He is a bit odd. The very same, Lancelot. You know, I never really gave it much thought. I just named them after the knights as they die. I suppose these are these might be their souls given the form of hellhounds. I haven't really asked Catherine about it. Something to ask later, I suppose. By the way, the hellhounds are huge and jet black and very floofy. Good, wonderful, yes. excellent. Yes, yes. Uh, and then he leads you to, on top of his deed, the Destroyer of Worlds, a.k.a. Apples. A bit of advice to Jordan Archer. If you see anything strange, just pretend like it's perfectly normal. It's gotten me through many forms. Yeah, I'm learning I'm going to have to just write all of this out. I'm just going to have to hold this. So, sure. I imagine you're saying this as you're walking past the kennels, and as you're walking past the kennels, Lancelot is just staring at you, and even as you walk past, like, his neck is just completely turning around, like, it's not attached to anything, and, like, it's at some point just straight 180 degrees, like, pointing the wrong way. Welcome to the rest of your life. I, I need to roll something. I need to roll to resist to pet the dogs. Discipline? Uh, that would be What's my discipline? difficulty on discipline? Okay. Okay. I'm going to make it a red and a purple because you really want to do it. <laughs> it's a perfectly... <laughs> Perfect cancel. Perfect cancel. <laughs> my advice worked. You don't resist no, I failed. hitting the dogs. I, I walk up my to the failed. edge of Lancelot's kennel and I like... Are you a good dog? Are you a good boy? He's staring at you completely neutral and like you can't get a read on him at all. But as always with dogs, it the tail betrays all. It's wagging. <laughs> you, call, you, call, you called him a good boy. He's wagging. Are you a good boy? Are you a good boy? You come here and be a good boy. 
I'm not going to leap into the kennels because I am a little afraid. He gets up and he starts walking backwards towards you. <laughs> he, he hasn't turned. He, he doesn't turn his head around and walk like a normal. No, no, his head is still turned 180 degrees. He just walks backwards towards you. I'm kidding. Scratches under ah. under the chin. My leash. Oh, this fine. They are perfectly harmless unless I give the command. As you say. Oh, you are so good. You're such a good boy. Yes. Yes, look at you. You got all this floof and I like kind of like smush the the sides of his neck a little bit and then push up so all the floof like collects <laughs> up around the sides of his face. I do not understand humans. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> all right, go be good. Go lay down. He lays down and then finally with like a sickening sound. His head just rota- like rotates instantly back, and it's like it's like a sound, and it's kind of gross to hear. <laughs> I turn around and realize I've been left behind, and I puff <laughs> it up to catch up. All right, and then at this point, you can insert the ap- the shit with apples, and then um, and then Arthur extends a hand to the both of you to help to help you up on to his uh steed. Is this horse? Is this horse big enough for three people? Three full-grown adults? For some reason, I was imagining Arthur was like ten feet tall. Yeah, Ar- Arthur is big. He is big, but he's not ten feet tall. Okay. He's more bulky than tall. Okay. We'll say yes. We'll say yes. Apples is big enough for three grown people. Big horse. Yes, big horse. Big horse, big horse, the stallion of large. <laughs> Thoroughbred of sin? <laughs> yes, actually, this is. Thank you for completing the reference. Oh, oh damn. I, I thought I was making a separate, equally funny reference. Uh, so he starts, like, trotting along and, like, you eventually leave the palace grounds and um and start patrolling the, uh, the capital proper. And, uh... He says, I wanted to make sure that a dragon never came to Earth again. So I made it my goal to hunt one down when the Fae sent it over to Earth. As a result, I had the Round Table and Merlin finding out everything we could about the beasts. And what Merlin found intrigued me most of all. Tell me, what do you know about ley lines? Nyx probably knows a lot. I don't, of course. So what do, yeah. what do you want me to do? I vocalize not a damn thing. <laughs> okay. Ah, well, since your friend does not know, allow me to explain. Ley lines are currents of magic, invisible to most human eyes without the proper training. They flow throughout the world and often intersect and meet with each other in places of great power. 
and where those intersect is where magic is at its strongest. Most times, human civilization are drawn to such convergences of ley lines. However, this can also be dangerous because ley lines are not as inert as most wizards seem to think they are. They have their own thoughts, their own desires. As muted and alien as they may be, they are still there. And as a result, ley lines have an equivalent to feelings. And when enough ley lines converge and they get angry and enough magic mixes into the air, a dragon is formed. A being of pure, perfect magic brought forth by rage and hatred. So then the Feywilds also have ley lines? Or, or the fate, does Earth not have them? How does it... Earth has them, but the amount okay. of magic normally con- concentrated in one place is so weak that it cannot form a dragon. Unless, of course, one was to find a way to trap that magic in some way and then use a catalyst to boost that trapped magic to form a dragon which is what I believe your Morgan Reynolds did. Okay, okay. Um, and how did that information contribute to you killing it? Can they be unmade in a similar way? If you starve it of enough magic, it will vanish eventually. It may take quite a while, of course. And even ambient magic is enough to feed the dragon in that particular manner. It still needs to consume some sort of nutrients in order to survive, of course, but it also feeds on the latent magical aura, according to Merlin. I don't believe it can be unmade the same way it was made, though understanding its origins does help quite a bit when conspiring to kill a dragon on purpose. We have been contracted to slay a particular dragon, though I doubt which individual we slay really matters to our patron. Hmm, I see. The way we killed it at the round table was we set up an area that was dead to magic in some way. Oh, that's possible. Excellent. It was a massive undertaking. One that, unless you were extremely lucky, would be nigh impossible to recreate. You would need a large amount of adamantine and an exceptionally... I would not say powerful, but particularly gifted wizard in order to do so. 
though I doubt that your employer would not have hired at least one. I doubt that he would know that it, that this method was possible and even and would hire him on purpose, but if you are dealing with a magical creature such as a dragon, it would be idiotic to not hire a wizard retainer. Okay. Okay. Um... After that, it was a grueling, agonizing time, keeping it trapped in that zone, making sure it did not escape. A creature far larger than any castle I've ever seen is a difficult thing to keep in in a particular spot that it does not want to be in. Hey, question? Yes. What's the leyline situation here? I'm not versed in such things. I... Merlin once tried to teach me magic, and it turns out I simply did not have the gift. That is more of a question for Poe or Cleopatra. Mm. Alright, ask them when we get back. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, was it able to fly after you set up this anti-magic zone? It had difficulty doing so, and the longer it was in it, the more difficulty it had. But at first it was, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, how smart are these things? Let's put it this way. They are smart enough to learn the human tongue, but whether they choose to lower themselves to do such a thing is another type is another thing entirely. Beyond that, I do not know how intelligent they are. Okay. It comes to it. We may need to use the Deadlands as a killing ground. He stops the the nightmare. And, and uh, Nix is, is basically just thinking this out loud, not really talking to anyone, but they do say it out loud. He stops a nightmare and looks directly at you. As the horse is slowing down, I vocalize. Yeah, actually, having the same kind of thought. Need to find out about the leyline situation, though. Yes. If you bring it here, do not bring it anywhere near the capital. The fire they breathe is more than just fire, from what Merlin told me once. It burns the very soul as well. Those who die by dragon flame do not find their way here. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, one, it would have been, it would be rude to just dump it on your doorstep, and two, uh, then you all would have to kill it, and the whole point is for us to get credit for it. He resumes writing anyway. He says, plus, if Catherine became a dragon slayer, I would never hear the end of it. Though <laughs> it's a meaningful title, even for one such as you. Also, out of character, you do not want to give Catherine the Great access to a dragon's corpse. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> or maybe you do, actually. <laughs> Depending on exactly your temperament. Is it true what they say about her and the 
and Nyx kind of like uh, glan- glances die. briefly at, at the um, at the horse. This is a bit of trivia. No one in the room knows but you, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm aware of the Catherine the Great Horse thing. Oh, okay. Um, he looks at Nyx and just sort of like tilts his head because he had, he was he died way, way, way before Catherine the Great was even born, so there's no way she would have brought those rumors with her. Huh. Uh, perhaps, uh, if it would get me on your good side, uh, there is uh, something of a rumor involving Catherine the Great, a horse, and let's just say a lot of lubricating oil. Okay, I have to ask her a favor? No, we're talking to Poe. He looks like he you just gave him a Christmas present and he's like, oh, oh, is oh, oh my, yes, we are going to, I am going to have some fun with that one, indeed. <laughs> you know she's gonna realize that one of us told him, right? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't bring it up right away. I'll make sure that there's a couple more visitors before I bring bring up that particular call. Oh, great. So instead of two possible suspects, she'll have six? <laughs> I shrug. That's on getting fucking killed. Perhaps the Lord Pendragon would be so kind as to keep it to himself for his own personal amusement. I'm going to need you to roll negotiation on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, difficulty good. two red and a purple. Uh, all right. <clears throat> you you see a smile that suggests that no, he will not be keeping this under wraps, and he will absolutely be bringing it up at some point in the eternity that they're going to be spending together. If the good king would be so kind as to leave our names out of it. Oh, of course, of course. Perhaps wait until we are long gone. And then he thinks for a little while, and then he looks at his horse and he says, you don't sit and bring their names up either. And he, and Apples just goes like, <clears throat> Thank you, Apples. Nay. <laughs> All right. Um, it's around that time uh, he brings you back to the palace and, uh, and you walk through the kennels again. I will allow Jordan to get their dog fix out of the way all at once the first time so you don't have to ro- roll to resist uh, petting the dogs again. Look, now that I know that there are now that I know that they can be trusted to like pet from outside of the pens I'll just like walk along them with one hand like over just be making like <laughs> noises as I go by. Again. I know they're not cats Again. but They'll, they'll all uh, rush at you. Just pet each one in turn as I keep walking. Just a little ruffle of the head on each one. All 152 or however many there are. <laughs> and you are eventually led back to the throne room where Arthur simply leaps back onto his throne, turns midair, and lands butt first in, in it.
thank you. I have had a lot of practice. Hey, uh, question for anybody who knows. What's the ley line situation in this place? Cleopatra simply says, There are few ley lines here. The inhabitant of this place before our time did not cast using ley lines, so there was very little use for them, apparently. Good news. You say my lines have thoughts and feelings. This means they're alive. If does it mean that they die? Is there a place they go when they die? If ley lines do die, they do not come here at the very least. At least not in a form that we have been able to perceive with our eyes. Uh, hey, so not to give the game away, but we already gave it away to him. Uh, we will seek to trap and kill a dragon here. Yeah, uh, j- just, I, I, I'm getting, I, I'm getting an idea going. And in its present form involves dumping a dragon somewhere here to make killing it easier. Uh, how? Uh, is it okay? Uh, is there a... Are there places we should and shouldn't? You are immediately told, not the capital, again, by basically Mm -hmm. everyone speaking out loud at at the same time. They are saying, no, not the capital, no. If you summon it to the capital, we will kill you. Um, (laughs) There's a bit of a debate that like you are obviously not a part of they're they're not even looking at you this is that they're discussing debate? it with each other oh. no no they're they're, they're okay. speaking out loud but they're not but they're not even looking at you uh, as they talk with each other and uh eventually a consensus is formed that you should summon it to the dead center of the um deadlands because the capital is not in the dead center it's close closer to one of the edges um, and so that's far enough away from like all of their jurisdiction. Like even though their t- jurisdiction is technically the entire Deadlands, like the the center basically has is so far away that no one is willing to travel there. And it's also away from the mountains, which for some reason they don't want you to put a dragon near the mountains. Got it. Is there a way to like line up that shot? Like, I'm, I'm not not a wizard, not a wizard raising a hand, so I don't know, but we have a wizard, we have two. Are you actually a wizard, or do you just do the transforming? I dabble. Okay, we have one and a half wizards on our team, and uh, I would like to be able to give them a head start on figuring out how to make that the drop point, if you can offer it. Um, at this point, I am going to ask for a roll, uh, because it's, it's less, it's less that you're trying to convince them and more you're rolling for them to see if there's a way that they can help you with this. So, uh, what do I want you to roll? I think survival, like as much as I joke about it, I think survival might 
come in handy here? How? Can you just no, buy that? No, one no, no, never mind, never mind. I, I I thought about it for a little bit longer and I that didn't um It's like what are why are you having me roll? Like what is the impetus behind it? To see if they would know any way to uh to help you with this. So I guess it would actually be knowledge supernatural. Yeah. Alright. Say difficulty four purple. Just straight four purple. And you're spending a story point to give myself an upgrade. No. Two failures, three advantages. Two failures, three advantages. Um, so Poe will speak up and say, we do not know of any methods of doing so, but if you find a way that would work, we will that I at least will be willing to help you with it in any capacity that I can. And Cleopatra will say, as will I. Cool. Okay. So, outside research, but we've got some assistance. It'll come down to it. You think you all are like super powerful mages in your own right or whatever? Pose says, I was fairly accomplished in life and Cleopatra says until Morgan Le Fay was born I was the most powerful and then everybody just sort of groans and rolls their eyes <laughs> alright noted thanks okay is there anything else that you had planned about I know how dragons fly I know what they eat uh, I know their size and shape I know their wingspan do they have like active spell casting capabilities like I know they breathe fire but can I expect them to cast fireball at me Arthur says I believe they are capable of doing so but usually they don't feel the threatened enough to do so. Okay. They are uh, pure magic b- things, after all. I imagine that they would have knowledge immeasurable about magic. Uh, I know about... I know as well as I could about magic sources here. And... The rest of that... Okay, we know we have to... Is What is adamantine? You mentioned that. Like you said, we need a gigantic amount, but uh, human manufacturing capabilities are pretty robust nowadays. Cyrus will speak up and say, say adamantine is a magical metal found mostly in the Fey Wilds, but I believe some has leaked over into the earthly realms as well. It is a magic retardant, as it were. It, unlike Mithril, it does not boost the power of magic, but instead dullens it and makes it harder to cast. I believe it is most effective as mage hunting armor, 
uh, and Arthur will nod and say, uh, until I needed to kill the dragon, I had an uh, I had an entire set of plate armor made out of adamantine. Would have come in handy against Morgan. I will discuss the matter with my mistress. The the whole time they're saying this, like telling me this, I am I got my arms folded and I'm staring at the ceiling and my eyes are rolled up a little bit, like I'm thinking real hard. But then I like flinch. My my brow knits. What happened to your stock of it? Like I know it's been a couple centuries, but where's yours? My personal stock was destroyed in the method that we had to destroy the dragon. However, that being said, I do not doubt for one second that Merlin would simply sit idle and let some slip through his fingers if it came to his knowledge. So try asking Merlin at Buckingham Palace to see if he has any that you may borrow. Merlin, okay, you said Buckingham Palace. I thought I misheard that. As, I thought you said fucking palace, and it was like, wow, that's... <laughs> Ask Merlin well, at the fucking palace. <laughs> I was like, well, wow. To be, fair, to be fair, I think in this universe, Merlin would 100% fuck. Oh, good. Great. What is, uh, what, what's Merlin up to nowadays, anyways? Is, is this common knowledge? <laughs> no. It's not common knowledge, no. Okay. No. Uh, would I know? No. Hmm, yes, Merlin. Buckingham Palace, you say? Yes. Okay, okay. So, may or may not have access to that. Um, I know how smart they are, roughly. I know where to put it. I know... I think that's everything I need to know for now. I think the one big question for this idea that I don't have yet is what are we dropping it into? But we I don't even know if we're actually going to be able to make this drop happen, so... Ah, uh, yes, and... Save that for later. You said something the other day that intrigued me. You mentioned a nuclear device? Okay, I don't know if we could actually get access to that. I I feel like we'd have better luck getting our hands on uh, a couple tons of adamantine than we Archer, would. I can be anyone. That's terrifying. You're kind of terrifying. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I like you. It is an air I seek to cultivate. Okay. Congrats. <laughs> You're succeeding. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so we the, the the most powerful weapon humans have ever designed involves uh, splitting atomic particles, and the kind of uh, power released by that will. Uh, oh no, I am I am I am more than familiar with the, the the mechanism, but okay, I just hadn't considered using it as a weapon against the dragon. I, you, yeah. I mean, I... <sighs> I mean, if we're trying to cheat, throwing it into a hole and then setting off a nuke and closing the hole behind us and waiting for a few minutes would uh, be, be a pretty good cheat. Cheating may be the only option. 
not I'm not interested in a knockdown drag out fight with this thing. I don't think we could win that unless we got everybody in this room involved. But we are I, not I allowed to even step foot on the on any other realm. As individuals, we would cause the death of Earth itself within hours. Uh, yes, uh, as 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 humorous it might as it might be, teleporting the dragon directly into this chamber would draw their ire as well. Yeah, no. Um, besides, we have two exceptionally accomplished mages uh, helping us with the drop, so they'll have to be physically present on one side at least. Mm. <sighs> okay. I, I have a lot of groundwork, but there's a lot of missing pieces here. And I think I need the rest of the team together to figure that out. If you don't mind, I have a few questions of my own. One pertains to us, one is a personal matter. No, take it. My lords, do you know of the one called Rolgar Leeds? They... Converse with that each other fucking for a chump. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! We wish he would die already. No, um, they they converse with each other, and uh, it's it's very quick. And Arthur says, "No, no, none of us know anyone of that name." My thanks. Somewhere, Rolgar sheds a single tear and doesn't understand <laughs> why. Nobody knows. Someone doesn't know my name. Oh. I like that even the spring spring princess knew him and was like, "What a fucking asshole!" Well, I mean, he's he's new money. Yeah, he's new money. Get his way into being old money. So yeah, yeah of course he knows him. Yeah, but it takes uh, like well, several million years to be old money in the courts. I wonder he's trying to mm-hmm. shortcut it. Well, uh, I did give her his name, so yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I appreciate the concern, and secondly. You seek to make the dead forget. Would you be willing to let me hold the burden of any of their names? There's not even a discussion. Both <laughs> Poe and Cleopatra answer in unison the same way you may absolutely not have their names. <laughs> it was worth an ask. Thank you very much. Oh, so you're actually just psychotic. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> what? Well, look, I mean, what? It didn't hurt. Okay, well, uh, was there a question three, or are you good? No, I'm finished. Okay, um, final piece of business. We don't have a way back? We know where oh, we yes. came in, but it was a one-way trip, and our doorman kind of had to leave on other business. Um, one of them asks, where did you come from? Uh, Baltimore? I mean, it, no, at that uh, point, yes, like Poe just instantly point. goes, very well, and leaps off and says, follow me, and uh, starts walking into the city um, and he leads you to 
Where in the Baltimore campaign would be fairly familiar is just the side of one particular building. And he just sort of like pointing at it and like making a shape and a very crude door appears. And by very crude, I mean like it's just a rectangle with a circle on it. And uh, he says, one moment, please. And he opens the door and you hear a shout and then it calms down and he goes, Sylvester, I have two people here who need to come through. They are trapped on the side. And you hear, all right, fine, sure. My day wasn't weird enough as it was. They can, they can come on in. And then uh, Poe steps to the side and says, you may go through. Uh, yes. Nyx uh, adopts their crane uh, persona once more. And steps through. I just kind of point at the doorway. Was that is that a difficult cast? Not in particular, no. But the doors take you to different places depending on where you draw them. You need to put them in fairly specific places. Otherwise, you could end up in Belarus instead of Baltimore. It is much to our benefit that the dead are sentimental. I, I quickly, because I don't know... Like, I don't want to take up Poe's time, and I don't know who this Sylvester is, but I do very quickly, like, again, stand halfway in and out and, like, examine the door jam that doesn't exist. Like, put my hands on either side and kind of smooth them around. Here's a question. How current are you on recent events? Who, me? Yeah, your character. Uh, I mean... I watch the news. I read articles online. Okay. Um, you've definitely seen this guy on the news before. Greetings. I am Crane. May I have your name? No, you can't. Uh, like, as soon as Crane got halfway through that sentence, I, like, perked up and was about to start shouting, no, no, no. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Literally everyone else knows this rule but you. <laughs> then... Seymour just fucking shuts them down. No, 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 it's literally because Seymour deals with this shit literally every day of his life. Yeah. I hope I can do it at least at least a few more times. I'll let, I'll let you do it again, but this is absolutely the wrong person to do it to. Oh, yeah. This is oh, the- yeah. I, I, I just like the idea that I'm literally asking everyone I meet. Yeah. Um, and he eventually looks at Jordan and goes... Excuse me, or what are you doing? Uh, just like I f- I'm figuring out like tolerances, thicknesses. Um, they are and I like here. trace my finger along the line of the door. Okay. If you seek an apprenticeship, I'm sure Bosco would be more than happy to teach you. Uh, I don't want to. I'm just, I'm figuring out the physics here. Wait, you guys know Jeremiah Bosco? Uh, yes. Yeah, we're working with him on a project of sorts. Yes. Oh my god, okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so glad that I'm technically off the clock, because I'm just going to pretend that I did not hear any of that. Okay. What do you do? You are kidding, right? Uh, he's he's the head of the one of the DHEA branches. Yeah, I'm the, I'm uh, the yes. head of the Ravens. 
Yes, let's uh, let's let's leave, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Before I decide, I'm on the clock. Do you have something to hide? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I'm taking my knife and I'm like tossing it between my hands while standing in the door jam, like just watching it while I taunt you about being in the same room as uh, a wizard cop. Jeez, it, it's the cops. <laughs> You're in my house. Honestly, at some point, uh, Jordan, he, he goes, you, you do know that you're in my house, right? Yes, oh, we had very sorry. little choice. It, it, can, I, can I try one more thing? My wife will be home literally any minute. Please hurry. Yes, we are in a hurry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to step to Earthside, and then I was like tossing my knife between my hands, and I'm going to unfold it, and I'm just going to like cut the door jam. I'm no, going to cut the no. doorway. That's. That's. Stop. You're damaging my. I'm going to. Okay. All right. Please leave. Yes, I, I'm leaving now. The, Goodbye. The Good portal day. doesn't get disrupted or anything. Like, I'm cutting along the seam of the doorway. But between okay. universes. Um, Nyx has left. <laughs> well, uh, first off, Seymour will just, like, grab them and just throw them into a trash can. <laughs> that's um, the first thing that's going to happen. So, okay, okay. No, no. Okay. I've got it. I've got it. So you cut it. The door, the portal instantly closes and the bit of knife is stuck in the wall. And at that point, Seymour just grabs you by the collar and starts dragging you out. And he's like, all right, you're trespassing now. Come on. Sorry, I'm sorry. I I need to know the structural integrity of these things. We're going to be shoving a dragon through one. Ask Thomas goodbye. And he just like pushes you out and closes the door. Who's Thomas? Are the laws of hospitality different in the human realm than I was taught to believe? Or was that very rude of you? Yeah, that probably wasn't great of me, but like how many times am I going to get the opportunity? Probably a lot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) By the way, me shouting at the door who's Thomas did actually happen. I know. He doesn't answer. Okay. You've had enough of your shit. Okay. Um, okay. You guys can choose one from each th- from each list. I am technically not supposed to be on this plane, and well, very technically, I do not exist. So let's let's abscond from this place as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, where the fuck are we? Pull out my Baltimore. phone. Yeah, obviously. Where are we in relation to the bookstore? I start looking for it. Yeah, um, the I think you were on like it was like northeastern bit of Baltimore, and I think the bookstore was like closer to downtown. So like it's that's closer to like the center where the bay is. Okay. Uh, by the way, in terms of the dice pool, I think I have like taken the basic idea that I had and advanced it a bit, so I'm going to turn the one green die that I got earlier into a yellow die. You can't. Bob and Ari took that. Oh. <laughs> so well, you can fly. add another green dice. 
That is the next step of an upgrade. Yeah. Um. Well, I believe the others should still be on their way to India. I'm gonna go home. I feel like I need a shower. Yes, that place was very filthy. The Deadlands too. <laughs> Fuck I mean, you, Seymour keeps just... a tidy house. It's not his fault that there's a wall, there's a knife stuck in the wall now. <laughs> I I just kind of smell like dog, so I I need to go clean off. Uh yes, very well. Um, I'll. What am I gonna do? Go back to your apartment. I'll take the in New York. All right. I mean, I have to drive back to New Jersey. Anyways, I think securing the assistance of two of the Deadland Sultans Mm -hmm. would qualify as making things easier. So I'm going to downgrade another red. All right. uh, So what's the positive dice that you uh, want to do then? Because... technically did not choose that yet because I know I said that you could add another green one instead of upgrading the non-existent green to a yellow but that was just my suggestion Pepper can pick it uh, then green okay alright if uh, if you have the time we could go to the, uh, the Feywilds and speak to my handler about the adamantine we seek not fucking today. I've had enough dimension hopping for today. It's not like you'll get jet lag. Or is it? I'm gonna put a hard no on it today. Very I want well. it to happen, just because I want them to have to come out of <laughs> Seymour's door again. <laughs> no, I, I have a bespoke door. It's fine. All right. Um, I'm trying to decide how much how much experience points I want to give you. Twenty five is the default. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I mean, honestly, on... that would be five experience per thing we got per per like. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the numbers real quick because I don't. I think it was like ten is in is like normal, but since we're playing a short one, I think they say that um to like have stuff go faster. Oh yeah, however, our basic guidance is that each character should earn roughly 20 experience points at the end of each session. Okay. If you want your players to improve their characters more quickly, you can increase that to 25. And likewise, if you want slower improvements, you can drop that to 15. Yeah. 25 for everybody, then. That's all. I'm at 30. I'll figure out how I spend that in the coming week. I have 50 available now. I'm going to hit you up at some point, Colin, because this sure is a system that I'm unfamiliar with. I did uh, create a thing like experience points and how to spend them. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Then then we're good. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Your dice pool is coming along quite well. Uh, Next time... I believe there's probably going to be at least one fight against probably a lich. I hope so. 
which I was honestly expecting this week. So, you know, it's it's prepared. So uh, there's a lot of fucking around in the deadlands. It was an important thing for me to establish that dragons are literally living, angry ley lines. And I couldn't figure out a way to establish that until someone was like, let's go talk to the person who killed one on purpose. And I was like, okay, this is where I can drop that information. So thank you. But yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, We hope to see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good afternoon. Good day. Good evening. Good period of time which you are currently existing in. Or bad period of time which you are currently existing in. I don't know. Have existence. Fuck off. <laughs>